0: Collins.
4: A lot of radio stations can boast about having two, three, even 500,000 listeners. But what they don't tell you is that their average listener only listens for four minutes. And if they're listening to music, they're constantly changing the channel. Same old boring commentary. Or as soon as a commercial starts playing, they change the station. Here at 1360 KHNC, our listeners listen longer. A lot longer. We have some of the longest continuous listener minutes in the industry. That means our listeners don't change the dial as soon as a commercial commercial starts playing because they don't want to miss one second of their favorite programs. Advertise with AM 1360 KHNC and have your message heard. Call us at 970-587-5003. We have the best rates in Colorado, so call us at 970-587-5003 or 1360khnc.com.
6: The views and opinions expressed on KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Excursion Broadcasting Network.
7: Day by day.
8: Good morning, welcome to today's program of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host and founder of the Olive Tree Ministry, Rick Rodriguez. I'm going to begin with, uh, well actually, for the podcasts, you can go to 1360khnc.com for all the podcasts also the contact information for uh, the olive tree ministry is olive tree ministry post office box 872 Longmont Colorado 80502 every Sunday 9 to noon and with the different well I have uh, scheduled with the war happening in the Gaza the prophecy of Psalm 83 has begun the beginning date of Psalm 83 was October 7th 2023 there will be an end to the war it's not going to be a decades 10 year 5 year 3 year 2 year war it's <clears throat> will be concluded here probably i don't know shortly Current events. End time Bible prophecy, the book of Revelation, the seven churches of God, the lampstands. There are the prophecies for the United States of America, prophecies for Israel specifically throughout her history. In the last, since 1948, and also in the last decade, prophecies for Russia, Iran, a, an ensemble of nations that will attack Israel in the near future after the Psalm 83 war is concluded. Then you're going to have Revelation chapter 13 which is the uh, time in the last three and a half years of the tribulation when Antichrist and the false prophet will rule over their kingdom. The prophecies of all of the churches of God mentioned initially in Revelation chapter 1, identified more clearly in Revelation chapter 2 and 3, all of the lampstands. The lampstands also have a time-sensitive end. Christians believe that the churches will go into the Millennial Kingdom. Christians have many beliefs that are unbiblical and they don't know how to identify these unbiblical beliefs. I have friends that, are, that have been in ministry for 50 years and they believe that the churches will continue into the next thousand years. The churches will always exist be here. Catholicism, that is their view. That the Catholics the Catholic Church will they don't necessarily the priests in the Catholic Church do not care do not desire the return of Christ the popes do not want Christ to return the Catholic Kingdom in the world is doing well millions of Christian people they own Vast areas of land. They control nations through uh, religion. But Revelation chapter, the end of chapter 2, talks about one of the lampstands, Thyatira, which is the Catholic Church. It identifies the Catholic Church perfectly. The Catholic Church is going to be thrown into great tribulation. So that means that the Catholics will not be raptured before the tribulation ends. And many evangelical Christians believe that there will be a pre trib rapture or maybe at least a mid-trib rapture but that evangelical Christians will not be here during the three and a half years of Antichrist's rule now where does he rule this is another debate that's been taking place for 2,000 years does he come out of Israel does he come out of one of the nations in Europe does he come out of the Middle East? Where does Antichrist, where is the seat of his power? You won't know, we can't know until the time in which he is to appear. Many Christians, have, you know, Antiochus Epiphanes was the Antichrist prior to Christ, before Christ came when he began his ministry believers for thousands of years or hundreds and hundreds of years have believed that the Antichrist would come out of Rome but you see the Catholic Church is one of the lampstands there's no scripture that states that Antichrist will come out of one of the seven churches. The the corruption in the seven churches and all of them in all of the lampstands in each church for the most part, five more specifically, two less, but in five of the seven, Scripture presents dysfunctional Christianity. But they are His lampstands evil will come out of the lampstands. There will be those who are in the positions of authority and power, control. But that still doesn't mean that one, that Antichrist will come out of one of these seven lampstands. No. Antichrist comes out of the Gentile nations, the non-Jewish, non Christian nations and the Antichrist also. The mysteries in the Bible concerning the end time will not and cannot be clearly understood. Until the very end. Not in the last 200 years before Christ returns, not in the last 100. In the half a century before he returns, things will begin to gel, begin to uh, coagulate, you might say, and become more clear. 2,000 years ago, there was no clarity in the early church what the end would be like. Too many prophecies had to be fulfilled. There was no technology. There was no international travel. There was, but it would take you years. Communication was from town to town to town but the scenario according to the many prophecies in the Old Testament and New Testament depended on a very sophisticated world a world where there was air travel where news was transmitted almost to the second as it would happen so the prophecies they were a mystery but now because the technology is what it is we can travel the secrets of the universe are basically being revealed we now know that we have the code for the DNA of people we can take the DNA of like for example the children of Israel the people the Jewish people and we'll be able to tell which of the Jewish people are truly Jewish who is not Jewish who are the false Jewish families in the world that say they're Jewish that practice Judaism but are not actual uh, lineage the lineage isn't from the lineage of Abraham Isaac and Jacob I'm presenting this because now all of the prophecies in the Bible now God is Revealing, He can no longer hide, keep secret these mysteries because he's good to his word. He said that in the years before his return, and I don't mean, I mean half a uh, half a century, Israel over 70 years ago became a nation. That was a great prophecy fulfilled right there. But now we're 70 plus years, we're into the period between 70 and 80 years which could be a mature generation and we are now in the generation, 70 years have passed now the prophecies that precede the actual return of Christ. Now they will accelerate. They will ignite. Psalm 83 is a best example I can give. This war that's happening, it's taking place, Israel's war against violence the violent people of the Middle East is in Psalm 83 all the families the some of the enemies are actually family relatives of Abraham Isaac and Jacob lot Abraham's nephew his children are going to go to war with Israel very soon Ammon and Moab Jacob had a twin brother Esau Esau as a family a brother is going to go to war with Israel very shortly to some degree some of the family members are already involved in this war Abraham had a son Ishmael through his concubine or through Hagar the Egyptian woman and Ishmael and his children began to uh, marry the children of Esau so you have two family member members who have intermarried and they are going to and they also are at war with Israel I'm really taking my time to explain as clearly as I can the war in Gaza family members it's a family the children of Israel against family members but it's also a war against aggressive nations that have always been the enemies of Israel, surrounding countries and peoples. So it's kind of a two edged sword. Hostile nations that surround Israel and hostile family members. God has stated through many of the prophets Ezekiel, Isaiah, Amos. Jeremiah Zephaniah many of the ancient prophets have spoken about each of these family members and enemy uh, enemies that have surrounded Israel and have always been at war with Israel they're identified clearly And God is God has said to these prophets of Israel, there would come a time when all these enemies and these families would be punished. And now we see that God wasn't going to punish them through the last thirty seven hundred years, here and there, and you know, sparse in between. No, his intention was now we see it, it's made clear in the scripture that all of these families that have been hostile that have come in to murder the Jewish people to sell them as slaves to harass them to afflict them they're all going to be punished at the same time and this is exactly what's happening just with the hostile nations surrounding Israel and the family members in the vicinity. They're all going to be punished and they are being punished now openly for the whole world to see. And the intention, God's intention, the first people who are to witness and to understand what is happening is his Christian people and Israel we Christians should understand clearly what is going on in the punishment of these enemies their enemies in Psalm 83 it even says that the hostile nations hate God they're God's enemies. You can't be an enemy of God. You can't. But there are King David in the Psalms, throughout the Psalms, talks about how God is angry with those that hate him. Every day. Every day He he's God's face is against them. And these people know of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They know of this God. They've read the stories throughout time how God delivered the children of Israel from Egypt, from Babylon, from the Assyrians. And God has delivered them after becoming a nation. Egypt through Nasser attacked Israel pre and post uh, when before Israel became a nation and after Israel became a nation Egypt was punished repeatedly now Egypt once again is also beginning to and, and threatening to attack Israel if Israel moves its armies into the southern part of the Gaza Strip adjacent to the land of Egypt Rafa Egypt now is moving armaments to the border and the Christian people, the family of God evangelical Christians mainly in America to the greatest degree are unaware of what is happening unaware that Bible prophecy is taking place presently because the evangelical church one great deception is they love the religion they love the power they love the system they love what Christianity, what they have built and they're not paying attention to God's prophets the apostles and Christ himself And all of the signs that we are at the verge of the greatest hardship ever in mankind's history, unaware that tribulation is coming. In the next segment, in the next half hour, I'm going to tell you a story and it's going to pertain to us today no one is going to be able doesn't matter what these big mega churches they're not going to escape what is coming i would say for the most part within the 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 family of god in america The apostasy has overwhelmed or has overcome, overtaken the most of evangelical Christianity. There's a small portion, which I'm reading Isaiah, we all talk about a remnant. Everyone. There's a remnant. God will always have a remnant. Remnant, remnant, remnant. They want to believe that they are part of the remnant. And most of the people throughout this country in the New Apostolic, Reformed, Dominionist, Seven Mountain Mandate Christianity believe they are the remnant. They are a remnant, correct, a remnant of the deceived then throughout the balance of the assemblies every every flavor of evangelical Christianity there is great deception the Apostle Paul in second Thessalonians chapter 2 talked about a great blindness that would come upon God's children Christ said in Matthew 24 be not deceived He wasn't talking to the Gentiles he wasn't talking to the Jewish people he was talking to the body of Christ to come the people that would meet Christ during the time of the ministry of the Apostles after Christ's death it would be do not be deceived was to the Jewish people who would become believers and the Gentile people who, who would become believers. Be not deceived. So there's a remnant that are caught in a form of Christianity that God is going to throw into tribulation. I don't ask you to believe me And uh, I just ask you to don't forget what I'm saying and watch because these people in this just one form of uh, deceived Christianity, they are not going to escape the tribulation to come. I'll be back in a few minutes after the bottom of the hour breaks and will continue olive tree and lampstand ministry radio
9: church program What type of financial advisor are you looking for? A lot of advisors work for some great companies that offer good products, but are they taking a close look at what truly matters to you? Most advisors are unfortunately one-trick ponies and come at you with the same strategy no matter what situation you are in. Most of the time, your advisor isn't even reaching out to you to review things and has no desire to actually build a relationship with you. You want to work with someone who's going to hustle their butt off and compete for you and make sure that you are maximizing Your hard earned dollars. I will work day and night for all of my clients and do everything in my power to deliver the best service possible. Reach out to me, Joey Jaquin, Joe Jaquin's son, someone who is going to compete for your business and truly aligns with your conservative values. You can reach me at my personal cell, 602 909 9048. Again, 602 909 9048.
0: Found it, whatever you choose, and get this. There's absolutely no loss of principal if you ever need your money back. Go to investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, R E F Y.com, or call 888 Y 24. You can earn a fixed rate of return that's up to 10.25%. Just call 888 Y Refi 24, or go to investyrefi.com and tell them Joe sent
10: you. Get ready to embark on an extraordinary journey with Kelvin Crosby, better known as the Deafblind Potter, and his over fifteen million followers right here on KHNC every Monday at 5 o'clock PM. Kelvin will motivate you and show you how to live beyond life's challenges right here on AM 1360. <laughs>
8: Okay, let's continue. Again, the program is the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. Podcasts are on 1360khnc.com. Contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. I told you I would tell you a story. You're not going to like it, but it's the truth. At least I'll tell you the truth. When I, and I'm, I believe and I hope I am speaking to a, an audience that is familiar with the Bible, with the stories in the Bible, I hope that you uh, have a background in what is written in God's Word. If not, then I would, as I tell you these stories, you'll go look them up, find them, and read them. The children of Israel were in Egypt. The prophecies that Abraham's children would end up in bondage, this did happen. And they're in Egypt. And at the end of the time of their bondage, Moses is raised up to um, deliver them out of Egypt all the prophecies were took place as prophesied well for the children of Israel the bondage in Egypt was severe but now they had to leave Egypt and they were heading into a land that was just a desert was going to be more severe there wasn't anything there there wasn't green hills there wasn't uh, rivers of water Egypt was very fertile lush plenty of water But even to get to another hostile land, they had to cross over the sea. That in itself was going to be a hardship. But being led by Moses, they followed. They had to leave. Pharaoh's armies were in pursuit, but God performed the miracle to open away a channel and they went through that sea on dry ground and they made it through into a hostile land and the Egyptian armies were destroyed now they're in from one hostility to another just a different kind of hostility God kept them in Egypt in affliction but now they're in a desert they're going to be afflicted, but they're going to trust God. The adults had no faith. They didn't trust God. And because of their lack of faith, they all perished in the wilderness, in that hard land, that hard area. For the people, the Christian people, without your faith being whole, the hardships that are coming are are going to cause you to faint and your faith will fail and your belief in God will end and you will die in the wilderness so moses has them in the wilderness for 40 years moses knows these people he knows the unfaithful the unbelieving and then he watches their children who are learning the lessons they're watching what mom and dad are doing and the children are not following mom and dad's example. They are full of faith. They see the miracles. They see the punishments. They see the rebellion of family members, Aaron and Miriam, and their rebellion against Moses' authority. The uh, sons of Korah and their rebellion against God's authority Moses the earth opens up swallows them but all the the children are watching and learning the lessons and they know and their God is revealing himself to the children the parents God is attempting to reveal himself to them but for some reason there's a blockage they know everything they don't believe they're faithless they don't see the power of god they experienced it the great miracle coming out of the desert uh, coming out of egypt going into the desert they see moses coming down going up and down to sign up to the mountain but it doesn't there's no fear of God this is the case in most of the great the greatest portion or in in today's Christianity there is no fear of God no reality of God There's great purpose in the purposes of man. Men have given come and presented their vision to God's children. And God's children have taken and God's children are have listened to these men and are living by their vision. You can't live by the vision of men. God has given the vision that we believers are to keep in fo- and, and, and focus on. We are to understand God's vision and focus on God's vision. God's vision is tribulation is coming. And then great tribulation is going to come and then the world is going to suffer the wrath of God when the seven years of tribulation is over. This is God's vision. The majority of God's ministers, pastors, men of influence are presenting their own vision that um, everything is going to be fine, that we're going to take over the world for Christ we're going to take over governments we're going to be able we will uh, be successful in ruling this nation ruling the world this is the vision of man it is a false vision if you follow this type of vision this type of teaching you're going to be very disappointed you're going to suffer you're going to perish I'm telling you the truth God's not going to take lightly his children that don't fear him that don't respect him that won't listen to him that don't care about his word that don't care about what is happening around us you're trying to many are trying to Pretend that the world isn't the world is going to get better. That things are going to turn around. We're going to get a new government, a new president, and the new president will turn things around. It's not in the Bible. It's in the visions of men and the hopes of mankind. Uh, uh, the the Republican Christian people of this country their desire their hope that uh, this coming election is going to change things it's not going to change anything what is written in the scriptures about the time that we live in is not going to change it Job I'm going to read Job but before I do Job chapter 9 before I read it I'm telling you what's coming. I'm not going to lie to you to get you to believe that things will get better. That there is hope that we can turn things around politically in this country. In the new apostolic reform, dominionist, seven mountain mandate world, they're full of hope, full of joy. They rejoice. They believe. They believe a doctrine. It's a doctrine of demons. That they have the power through spiritual warfare to bring down the authorities in the heavens, the fallen angels, and cast them out and take over cities, counties states, this country the countries of the world this type of doctrine has been going out for 50 years it is rampant in the far east rampant in the, the uh, Africa in South America it is a doctrine of demons nobody wants to address it for what it is these people that believe this are going to be not just disappointed their destruction is coming by a servant of God that is going to be used as a tool to punish apostate Christianity and that mechanism is a beast is something that will be not of this world, be other otherworldly, other dimensional. This individual that we call the son of Perdition, the man of sin, Israel will call him the son of Perdition. is a is a servant believe it or not a servant that God is going to raise up allow Satan to bring him into this world Satan will give him his power seat and great authority God will allow this individual to punish apostate Christians I'm thinking well I'm presenting it now because others are going to present it in the future I can't wait for them to in their ministries to present what I'm presenting now I have to present it because I see it any person that um, God has called To oversee his children in his family, they have to be faithful. Moses is with the children of Israel. They had to cross a river, across a great ocean or a, a sea. Forty years they're in the wilderness. Well, now they're going to go from a hardship to another hardship they have to leave the wandering in the wilderness now they have to go into they have to cross the Jordan River in the spring when if the river doesn't kill them doesn't wash them away then what's on the other side of the river is going to get them it's a land of giants a land of fallen of Nephilim of giants of wilderness that is untamed wilderness you have I think they called them hornets or um, along the line of, of, of wasp these things were by the millions they had to go into a hostile area but before they went Moses talked to them and he had to tell them this is who you are this is the type of people you are so Moses said in Deuteronomy chapter 32 he knew who they were I know who the American Christians for the most part, are. If you're not caught in New Apostolic Reform, Seven Hills Mandate, Dominionist thinking, then you're caught in the world. You're caught in the cosmos of Satan, in the world that keeps you in bondage, in drug addiction, every kind of addiction, not just drugs. Drugs are easy to get rid of, those addictions are easy to break. Alcoholism. But it's a deep sex sins that type of sin that is another matter these demons won't let you go and many Christian men are caught in that world and women but here's what Moses said to the children of Israel before they left the wilderness to cross the Jordan River another hardship from hardship to hardship to hardship. This is the Christian life. When you first get saved, the people that bring you to Christ should tell you, this is the hardest journey, hardest, toughest experience, the one, how do I phrase it? To grow and master the Christian life, to know the Word, to know who God is, to be led by God, to master that experience is difficult. You have to be given, committed, consecrated. You can't take walking a walk that is pleasing to god lightly it's going to cost you but the rewards greater than winning the lotto the lottery greater than inheriting a vast fortune you are transformed into an individual that is so pleasing to God that people will hate you people will despise you because they can see the work of God in you and the angels fallen and holy they know and they marvel the fallen angels And the demons, they worry. But the holy angels are perplexed. How can this creature full of sin in the body, even at night when you're asleep, when you're not doing anything, when you're not even dreaming, you are still full of sin, and you are an offense to God Almighty, even when you're asleep at night, because Satan is in you. The nature of who the devil is is inside of you. You are dying even while you're sleeping. You think you're resting? Well, you're dying actually. So, to take the Christian walk lightly, there is nothing, nothing you can do that is more fulfilling than to yield to God Himself and let God direct you, work with you teach you transform you nothing more satisfying than a person that knows God and that is growing in Christ you can go to four Olympics that is not as difficult all the training all the hours all the pain all the hurt all the nothing that doesn't compare there's no reward really you get a gold medal it's boom over but not with exercising unto godliness to grow and mature in Christ Nothing more rewarding. Now, Deuteronomy 32. This is what Moses had to say to the children of Israel. This is what God is saying to the Christian people today. You're no different than Israel. You're no different. You're as fallen. You're as sinful. You are as far from God unless you really repent and you really have a change of heart You are distant from God, just as distant as what I'm going to read. Give ear, O heavens, and I will speak. Listen, turn your ear, stop, listen. Let the earth hear the words of my mouth. This is what Moses is saying, and Moses is speaking on God's behalf. The whole earth needs to hear. And this is the whole earth presently needs to hear what God is speaking to the nations of the world. Everybody is going to have to cross a Jordan River. You're going from one hardship where we are right now into a greater hardship. And for any believer to think that you're going to be able to have the strength within yourself to endure what's coming... You're mistaken and you're deceived. Only the Holy Spirit is going to give you what you need. Mind, emotion, and will. And in your conscience, your intuition, and your heart. Only He can give you that strength by His Holy Spirit so that you can endure what's coming. Not just to endure what's coming, but that you will have His Spirit on your mind so that He can direct you into the path that is straight and narrow, that leads to a gate that is narrow a path that is straight to a gate that is narrow because the world is even more evil now than it was yesterday every day is going to be more evil than the day before and only the people of god that we I'll say this people love religion they love to be given boundaries. They say they want to be free but they love boundaries. You're bound. You are bound. You are bound. You are chained until you can learn to follow the Holy Spirit. Then freedom comes. As you learn day by day to follow the anointing. The anointing will keep you holy, pure, righteous. The anointing will make sure that you don't step out of bounds. And day by day, the Holy Spirit will give you direction for that day. That has to be a discipline, that is a Christian discipline that most of the family of God don't have it's a Christian discipline that is is uh, rewarding it is needed we're going to the uh, top of the hour break in a little bit We're going to cross a Jordan River, and Moses is saying, give ear, listen, O Earth, listen to what he's got to say. We'll be back.
11: ETI is your local one-stop shop for all your heavy equipment needs. From rebuilding your components to helping manage your fleet, our goal is to make your life simple. Our full-service hydraulic and machine shop will meet all your expectations. We also offer free pickup and delivery. Call Jeff at 970-685-2064 with any questions or to schedule a pickup. Again, that's
12: 970-685-2064.
13: You can hear the roar, the roar of the Rockies, 1360 AM, KHNC,
10: Johnstown.
5: Testosterone levels have dropped by 50% since the 1940s, and true masculinity is retreating into these pathetic spaces. Now, all this gender-bending has men questioning who they are and how to fulfill their sacred roles in life as fathers, husbands, and community leaders. Warrior MBS is all about unlocking and unleashing these kinds of men.
4: Go to warriormbs.com to check out the program and set up a live chat with Jeremy today. Again, that's warriormbs.com.
13: Congresswoman Lauren Boeber joins us live on Swamp Fight Wednesday at 5 p.m. right here on AM 1360. That's Wednesday at 5 p.m. Don't miss it.
6: The views and opinions expressed on KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Excursion Broadcasting Network.
7: Day by day.
8: And welcome to the second hour of today's Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. Podcast 1360KHNC.com And contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. The reason I don't put a phone number or email... Is because the um, there are there are people who it's just not safe, and I um, if people write and I can get their number, I call them and visit with them, but with social media I don't have time to address angry people hateful people and it's just better to I don't know why you wanna phrase it just uh, I like I like uh, peace and quiet I'm just that kind of a guy and you put your phone number out and you're never ever going to have any quiet any your phone's gonna be ringing off the hook so that's why I don't put out my number and or an email I can't res- respond to emails I don't have the time I barely have time to my voicemail is full I apologize to those that have been trying to call I need to really delete messages so I can receive new messages. All right. Moses is beginning his final word to the children of Israel. It was the last thing he would have to say to them. And he sang it. It was in a song. I'm going to be quick. I'm going to go through this quickly. I don't want to. I've gone I don't have the time to do a deep teaching on this today. Okay. So verse two. Deuteronomy thirty-two, verse two. My message will drop as the rain, my speech will distill as the dew, as the light rain upon the tender grass and showers upon the herb. God is speaking to the whole world, and his speaking will be gentle when needed but it will be stern as needed depending on the individual some people you're listening you don't need to have a hard word some people who uh, have their ears you know that are stubborn God will give you a hard word but he is speaking whether you receive what he's trying to convey to you or not that's up to you We're moving into... Moses Moses is telling the children of Israel, I know your past. I know your future. You're going to be heading into a... You're going to be blessed, but you're going to be... You're going to have to engage. You're going to have to go to war to be blessed. God has given you a land, but you need to go... Fight and occupy and fight the battles in that land we the day we meet Christ now the battles begin for us we have to fight the battles against the flesh the mind the motion the will we have to fight the battles against the demons of hell the principalities and powers the devil himself so it's like a Christian that is going to be saved a person that's going to get saved And once they get saved, now they're going to be thrown into an environment where there's going to be hardship. And for those that to overcome and to be successful and to be able to live, thrive, and to make it, you're going to have to fight a battle. Everyday Christians, we have to fight the battle. God is giving us a land. And you know, we talk about There's talk about, we're going to get that mansion, eventually, uh, uh, we're going to get to have that great mansion and the sweet by and by. The meaning, what Christ and the scriptures are presenting, is while we are in flesh and blood, in time, what we are building is what we are going to live with our whole lives in our eternal body that is our mansion we're not going to have mansions with 18 rooms and 20 bathrooms that's not what this is about my body what I'm doing in transformation this is going to be my glory on the day of resurrection I will ha- I will live in this state of glory, and what I have been doing on this earth, I am building, and putting and and uh, accumulating the glory that I will have for all of eternity. This is the building that God is talking about. As you are being transformed into a gem, into a valuable gem. A stone you're going to present all that God is from within because it's Christ who is working in us that he might be glorified in us that we might express him so I'm laboring so that in eternity what I do on Earth now I will exhibit to through all eternity like the stars each star has its own glory each star is different but each star has a glory to it different from every other star and this is exactly what... Is happening with us while we're here on this earth being transformed we are building our home and our home is our transformed eternal body that we're going to have so going back to Moses I will I will proclaim the name of the Lord I will ascribe greatness to him I will announce how great he is this is what we are to do we are to proclaim the greatness of God not how great you are and how arrogant you can be and narcissistic and full of yourself this is the pattern of all of Christianity I look at these men that really are not godly that are leading that are in in Positions of power that they should never have had that God never ordained them to have power, but because they had Because they were uh, eloquent. They were charismatic They're in they're in the spotlight Well They're full of themselves. I Don't see transformation with them. I See them just as arrogant now is the day that they got saved in fact they're more arrogant now after they got saved and than they were before they got saved I see a display of arrogant self-centered ambitious narcissistic men and women in today's Christianity especially in the new apostolic reform movement the arc ARC movement the dominionist system the seven hills mandate system of Christianity and here in northern Colorado this type of thinking has just dominated and is dominating the Christian community in northern Colorado it dominates down in Denver it dominates in Colorado Springs on the West Coast the East Coast in Texas a system where men glorify men and women glorify themselves and there's no glory true glory given to God the glory is upon these individuals Kenneth Hagen, Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth Hagen. He's been with God, well, he's been in the grave for, I don't know, 20 years. Copeland. We see the glory. Copeland is getting all of his uh, rewards on earth. There will be no millennial kingdom for him, he'll be in eternity. how can I say that because I understand what the Bible says well no one in the Bible ever talked about that what I'm presenting you go to read Paul's writings you read Peter's writings you read what Jude has to say you see these men on the pulpit they're great swelling clouds but they're void of any rain like Moses is talking my message is going to drop as the rain to water the water the herbs to water the the uh, the plants of the field the herbs the tender grass these men are swelling great cumulus clouds that look like they're going to be a blessing to the land beneath them and nothing ever hits. It's virga. What does that call it? Virga. It, the rain starts to fall, and the heat takes it right back up. That's what's. That's what's. And this is the shame to evangelical Christianity today. Nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to attack their brother. I'm not attacking the brothers. I'm attacking tacking their what they are, what they've become, who they are. Give, give, give. They're like the horse leech. Give, give and it will be given to you. They're, they're, they're using it out of the way they're asking for donations is out of context. If you sow to us, you're going to, you're, you're going to have a return. No, no guarantee. If God asks you to give, you give. Give and don't expect anything back you give well i I gave I gave a $200 I'm gonna expect 400 back no that's not the way it is in the kingdom of heaven As you're led by the Holy Spirit you give and you'll receive your reward and your reward is stored up in heaven well I can't see that reward so it, I, I don't want to invest in heaven I promise you you invest as the holy spirit directs you things will be well with you you'll be taken care of in your time of need I guarantee it because it will be when it, if it needs to come back to you from God's heaven God will send it back to you it may not be in cash it will maybe, it may be and he'll lengthen your your life make ascribe greatness to our lord honor him give glory to him make his name great don't make your name great your name is nothing his name is everything you saved nobody he saved the world you you are on this earth you're going to die he is eternal he's immortal we are mortal ascribe ascribe greatness to him announce that he is great that's what we're to do verse 4 he is the rock his work is perfect his ways are law and justice he's a God of faithfulness without breach or deviation just and right is he and I'm talking about the Lord Jesus Christ Yeshua HaMashiach that's who I'm talking of speaking of Israel, they've spoiled themselves. The evangelical churches are so deceived, we're spoiled. And Moses says, they are not his sons to him. And that he is their blemish. What a perverse and crooked generation. And we are an apostate generation in evangelical Christianity in America call it Catholicism all of all of the Catholicism this this Pope of the Catholic Church the Catholic people are starting to wake up he, he comes out with a statement that hell is empty there's nobody there are no souls in hell what kind of Catholic theology is that that's Francis theology Lutheran churches affected by the world affected by the culture affected by Sodom and Gomorrah and the other nations affected by the riches of Babylon the Great Egypt all the gods of Egypt we have a God word to worship and look at the idolatry within the Christian churches A crooked and perverse generation verse 6 do do you thus repay the Lord you foolish and senseless people is not he your father who acquired you for his own who made and established you as a nation he's talking to the Jewish people but the principle applies to us also remember the days of old consider the years of many generations ask your father and he will show you and he will show you your elders they will tell you when the Most High gave to the nations their inheritance. Israel has been given an inheritance and they're fighting to take back that part of that inheritance presently. The Gaza Strip is, was given to Israel by God and that area was taken over by the people of the surrounding nations. The present Jordan The nation of Jordan, that is part of Israel's inheritance. When the Most High God gave to the nations their inheritance, when He separated the children of men, He set the boundaries of the people according to the number of the Israelites. Each of the Israelites were to have a specific land area. And they weren't to take the land of the neighbor, the brother. Israel was given from the Nile River, if I remember correctly, from the the east side of the Nile River all the way up to the Euphrates River. That is the land of Israel. Which will be given to them in the millennial kingdom. The Lord's portion is his people. God gives men land, but God said, My portion is my people. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. Concerning Jacob, he says in verse 10. He found Jacob in a desert land, in a waste howling wilderness. Nothing there. The wind is just howling. Nothing can live. Says that he kept circling around him. God just around, kept moving, circling Jacob. He says he scanned him. He was looking deep into who he was. And he says that God kept him as the pupil of his eye. Everyone who's a Christian, in the same principle, you were in a waste howling wilderness before Christ found you. And when he found you, it's because he had been circling round about you. He had been studying you. He had been considering you. He was looking and thinking What am I going to do with this individual? How can I use this individual for my glory? How is this individual going to respond to me? I have a plan for this individual a great, magnificent, mighty plan to glorify myself and to bring honor to him in time. What am I going to do with this individual? Do I want him? Do I? Should I pass? Should I walk on? And God says no. But Satan comes right away and says the same thing. I could take this person. I'll make him a drug addict, a fornicator, an idolater. I'll get him caught in sex perversion. I will steal him from God and I will destroy him and I will glorify myself. I will use him to glorify me, the devil. What breaks the hold of Satan on your life is that you are willing to consecrate yourself to God and say, God, I am yours, holy, without reservation. I will do what you ask me to do and then what God is going to ask you to do if you are not born again the first command is you must be born again and immediately after that he will say I need to cut off the bondage of all your past sins you must be water baptized not in just the name only not in a ritual but in reality you must be water baptized in reality so that your sins are broken, cut off, so Satan cannot use those past sins as a tool to keep you in bondage. And then, the third thing, God is going to begin to teach you His Holy Spirit, teach you to follow Him. No one knows where the wind comes from, No one knows where the wind is going. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. You don't know where God is going to take you in life. That He gets to decide. But you have to be uh, available to step as He steps. If He doesn't move, you stay put. Did He call you? to a position of authority maybe not many of these men that are in ministry i can tell they do not have the call of god on their lives to be they have the souls of men in their hands they don't realize the gravity of that responsibility To have, you know, a husband and a wife that have children. That responsibility, the gravity of it. You don't know. I'm going to tell you something. For you, you young people that are going to get married and want to have children. You don't know if your children are going to ever come to Christ. You don't know when that child is born, whether or not that child will come to meet the Lord. And many Christians have suffered great disappointment because they desire their children to meet God and to be saved and to walk the Christian, uh, to, to have a deep Christian experience, a life experience. You don't know if your children are going to meet Christ. God will determine that. But you have to consider When you have children, will they come to Christ or won't they? See, this is one thing that the Christian people don't think about. It's, well, we'll just do what our parents did. They have children, and then their children have children, but they don't think about the deeper insights that God is speaking, but we don't hear. There's no guarantee that your children are going to meet Christ. And for you family, you you mothers and fathers whose children have not met Christ, it may be that, as hard as it's going to be for me to say this, they may have been ordained to be vessels of destruction. The Olive Tree Ministry, I'll be back.
6: Hi, this is Tammy Cuthbert-Garcia with Naturally Inspired Radio. Tune in Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. for the latest in natural health news. Get real solutions for healthy living and hear from our inspiring guests that are leading the way in health and freedom.
13: Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from Pillow: towels that actually worked. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with the nice design. I mean, this is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. What a concept. I'm interrupting this commercial to let you know. You can get our six-piece My Towels, regular $69.98, now only $29.98. Or you can save 25% on our brand-new kitchen towels, made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Also, we have bath sheets, bath towels, washcloths, hand towels, and so much more. And the best part, with your promo code, your entire order ships absolutely free.
4: Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code K. H-N-C.
13: Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all my towels. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. So go to MyPillow.com.
15: Use that promo code, KHNC. 9 the Podesta emails, Epstein Island, Hunter's Laptop, the 2020 stolen election. What truths are they hiding? Find out this and more on Just Informed Talk Radio, weekdays from 7 to 9 a.m.
8: okay welcome to the uh, second half of the second hour of today's program I'm your host Rick Rodriguez the program is the olive tree and lampstand ministry radio church program contact information is olive tree ministry PO box 872 Longmont Colorado 80502 I left with the thought That parents, you don't know if your children will meet Christ. You don't know if your grandchildren will meet the Lord. But here's what the Bible tells us to do. We are to pray for them. We are to pray that God visit them. And just like with Jacob, circle them and just continually to circle them and study them and to look into their future God will look into their future to see where they fit in his plan and ask God to have mercy that these kids come to Christ and once you've prayed and you've prayed and you've prayed and I know with mothers it's especially hard to see children that are far from Christ and husbands too. But once you have prayed and you have given them to the Lord and you've been faithful on your side to ask God for the salvation of these children, there is no condemnation on your side. You, you wait for God to do His work And if, for whatever reason, if they won't turn, then you are just going to know that you have done what you have done, or you have done what you could do. You've prayed for them, but God makes the decision. God has vessels He creates to destroy, vessels for His glory. But God would never do that. Romans, it says in Romans chapter 9, Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. The mysteries of God. We're not going to see everything clearly in this lifetime. In the next lifetime, in eternity, we'll see things clearly. Why does God do what He does? But, going back to Jacob, God found him in a waste-howling wilderness, and He found Jacob, and the Holy Spirit began to circle around, study him, and determined what would be best for his future. He would become the father of, of a nation. And it says that, like an eagle protecting its nest, hovering, hovering around its young, God was, his spirit was on Jacob. He spread out, God spread out his wings. He took hold of Jacob. He carried him on his back. God carried Jacob. God will carry us also. And he's going to have to carry us in the future to come. Verse 12, the Lord alone led Israel. No foreign god assisted. In other words, in another translation, Jacob had no foreign gods before him. He had no interaction with foreign gods. He had nothing to do with idolatry. Jacob was clear there was one God, only one. This was the God of Abraham, his father, his grandfather, and Isaac, his father. Just one God. We Christians must have one God and no foreign God before us. We cannot have any idolatry. And only the Holy Spirit can show you if there is idolatry in your life. Things that you love, there are separating you from Christ. God made Israel to glide over the highlands. He fed him with food from his field. He nursed him with honey from a boulder, with oil from a hard rock. This is what God thinks of the nation of Israel. Let God... If there's a hard word that you may have for the Jewish people or for the nation of Israel, keep it to yourself or take it to God. But be careful because don't think that Christian people cannot be afflicted and punished and cursed by cursing the Jewish people and the Christian people or the, 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 uh, the nation of Israel. Don't be fooled. Satan will tell you well we have replaced. we Christians have replaced Israel no we have not we have not replaced anybody Israel is going to rule the nations in the millennial kingdom how does that how does that sound to these foolish Christians that say that we have replaced Israel it's it's a it's, uh, arrogant No, we have not replaced Israel. We are a kingdom that is greater than the nation of Israel. We're greater. Born again people have the God that Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, living inside of us. We're a more powerful kingdom. We're a greater, a kingdom with greater insight. And knowledge of the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob they are presently have a blindness upon them blinders on their eyes we have no blinders but we are deceived so who's better off those that have blinders that can't see or we who are deceived without scales on our eyes American Christianity we are dysfunctional there is a segment very small group Isaiah calls it a remnant then he says a small remnant so smaller than the remnant a smaller remnant so just a small company a very little a small percentage then he uses the word to identify from faith they begin to lose faith smaller and just whittles down to residue there's just a residue when Armageddon war is over from the number of Jewish people that are living today there will only be a residue a residue With all the people in the evangelical Christianity and within the seven churches, there's going to be a residue that will overcome. A residue. In the time that we're going in through the hardships, in the tribulation, we're in the time of sorrow and birth pains. Tribulation is coming and great tribulation to follow. There's going to be a residue. That will stay faithful to God. And the residue is who God is going to use to break and to punish and ju- bring judgments to the world. The new apostolic Seven Hills Mandate, Dominionist Ark, brand of Christianity today. They believe they're going to have the power to do whatever they want to do and they're going to have the power to perform miracles, to change things in this world. God, Christ spoke and said, do not be deceived. Paul said there'd be a great apostasy. It's not a hidden apostasy. It's an apostasy that is evident the people in the name it and claim it crowd this is who Paul was talking about in that sphere of Christianity within Christianity they would have men who are devil worshippers involved and people following Men who are not even born again Christians. They are truly the wolves. Jude talks about them. Then you would have men and women. One of the great doctrines of demons is women pastors, women apostles, women teachers. This is a doctrine of demons. Doctrine of demons. We're going to take over the world like uh, like in the time of the Crusades. No, we're not going to take over anything. It's very clear. The scripture says that in the cosmos, in Satan's kingdom, Satan has the individual's governments all over the world that are going to martyr God's children no one wants to talk about what it says in the book of Revelation in book of Revelation chapter 6 the these souls that are under the altar these are martyrs. These are people that are beheaded. These are the victims of Antichrist. And where do these victims come from? Yeah, the nations to a degree. But from the great empire, Babylon the Great, the great Babylon of the end of days, of the end of the world, the United States of America. it's it's evangelical pastors do not want to address the matter of america it doesn't exist it can't exist because if it exists all these people that i've had under my tutelage the souls of men i have deceived them i as a pastor have deceived these people by telling them Antichrist comes from Rome or Prince Charles or Arab nations. There's no excuse for not knowing the word. Men who are going to take positions of authority, they better know what God says in His word. And then once they have revelation from that word, once they see the truth, they have to speak the truth to their assemblies, they haven't been all faithful. They haven't been faithful. They, have, they are f- afraid. It will cost them. It will cost them their ministry, their pension, their retirement. I didn't want to tell this story, but I'm going to tell this story. In 1987, I had a severe injury. To my leg, my left foot. I tore my Achilles tendon. I was working in Western Wyoming. It had been a very hard freeze. I was working for my my brother-in-law. He's a, he was a plumber, and the freeze had gone to eight foot deep. A little place called uh, uh, La Barge. No, not La Barge. What was the name of that little city west of Green River? And the pipes on in this small community, the, the freeze was down to 8 foot. Well, these pipes are down to 7 foot, and we had water freezing everywhere. So we had a company come in that had a backhoe, and they were digging up these lines so we could go in and replace them, thaw them out, replace them. Well, the code, when you're doing this type of stuff, and it had been, there was snow and It had warmed up, and now it's a pretty flat area, this whole city, and there's like three, four inches of water just pooled in the yards of these people. And I'm going around one side of a house, and there's no, when you pull a pile of dirt out, you leave the dirt so people know that there's a hole there. Well, they didn't, they removed that dirt because they're going to bring in new landfill. Well, that's a violation. You have to tag that hole, so somebody walking around that back end, the side of the house, the back end of the house, they know there is a hole it's got to be tagged a stake, a pile of dirt there was nothing. I stepped into that hole, dropped about five foot, and ruptured my tendon. I had to crawl out well this was a 5 million roughly we're going to sue I got attorneys we're going to sue the city of I think it was labarge barge we're going to sue the roust or the the company that actually was doing the uh, bringing in the backhoes. so it was uh, I got the attorneys and they did nothing with it for about two years we're getting close to the time of the statute of limitations well of course they're not going to do anything because these people live in Rock Springs and these attorneys are corrupt so I went to Wheatland, Wyoming 2 months before the deadline. I took my case in. I took in all the paperwork. They said, "Why hasn't this company these attorneys done anything?" I said, "Because they're tied in. They're buddies with the the company that does the backhoe and uh that, that did all the backhoe work and the city of Labarge. They're all in the same network. They're not going to They're not going to ha- I'm not going to win this case." They looked at it Called me back and said this is a we're going to sue the city and the company this is about a five million dollar at least lawsuit neglect negligence they didn't all of these things well two months before the, the uh, statute of limitations or before the deadline one day this is when the win a mega million or one uh, win a million the lotto tickets that come out in Colorado you could win a million dollars so one day my wife and I we picked up a ticket and we were thinking well if we win a million dollars what are we going to do what will we do my wife was thinking we would do this I was thinking we would do that and we kind of kind of were having kind of a disagree well it wasn't kind of a disagreement. We were disagreeing. Well I think we should do this. And no, she thinks we should do that. Well she was had better logic than I did. But I just said, okay, 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 well. So we just let it. It wasn't a wasn't a winter anyhow, it was a dollar ticket. We didn't win anything. About two weeks later I get a call from the people in Wheatland. I need to come in and sign the papers because now they have taken all the paperwork out of Rock Springs and we're going to do the lawsuit with a new company out of Wheatland. And he was just saying, this is going to be sizable. He said, and and their percentage was 28.7%. I don't know what it was. But the Holy Spirit, a couple of days later, he came to me and told me do not pursue this lawsuit I'm thinking well and the Lord told me clearly do not pursue it do not call them do not them. tell them that you're dropping it and I had to call them back and tell them that I decided not to pursue the suit they were shocked my wife's family was shocked they they thought I was mad Well, I'm going to tell you now why I didn't pursue that lawsuit. Because the Lord came to me at night and told me, if you pursue this, and when you get your money, you and your wife are going to divorce. You don't know how to handle money. And it will cause a divorce. That's all it took. Because God had already told me years earlier, I was never to divorce her. This was it. One wife, period. And I i knew there was nothing more important to me than my wife and children. Not $3 million, not $5 million. They figured they could get as much as $7 million in 1987. But when the Holy Spirit says no he means no and if you don't listen to what he has to say the consequences are going to be severe if I would have pursued it I would not have been married to my wife I don't know what kind of misery there would be I would not have a ministry I would not be on the air speaking today this is why I emphasize Christians must learn how to follow the anointing. <clears throat> the anointing is everything. Your life without the anointing, you're just flipping coins in the air. You're just taking guesses in life. You'll have no direction. You must know the anointing. You must know when God is leading you, when He's pleased and when he is not pleased with you. If you are are holding unforgiveness, I promise you, God is telling you, you must forgive. You must obey. You may not have to love the person, but you have to forgive them. You have to forgive their offense, whatever it is they did to offend you, you have to forgive it. then then God can decide what is going to happen to the person that offended you. Once you release the unforgiveness, now the Holy Spirit can work on the other person or persons. But we must be pleasing to God. And we have the power of the Holy Spirit to forgive. Because we have His Spirit. With Him, nothing is impossible. I don't tell that story. I've only told it four times. But I want you to know it. You have to decide what is important to you and what is not important to you. seven million dollars and I end up with four million without my wife and my children without my ministry there's no there's no reason for me to even go on into the next day the main purpose that God had for me would have been over so I called him and I told him I said yes I just made the decision not to pursue the uh, continue with the suit they were shocked they said well mister Rodriguez you know that uh, we have a solid case we have all the documentation we have the records from the hospital we have everything we have their everything this is we're thinking five to seven million dollars because the city of Granger or the, yeah, it's Granger I'm sorry I said La barge Granger and the company that they hired to do the work they're going to fight and that's what we want I said no I'm not going to pursue it I said I'm all you got to do is sign the papers I said we'll do we'll handle everything I said no I'm not going to pursue it because I knew what the Lord had already spoken the Lord has never lied to me never he's never ever lied to me And they, they thought I was mad. And family members thought I was mad. Well, they didn't know what I knew. Okay, $4 million or my wife who I love and my children. $4 million, hmm, or my wife and my children and the shame. And I know it's not God's will and still I pursue the money rather than protect what's in my hand I made my decision in a split second money outside of God's will is vanity a dollar in God's will is great great wealth well I'm going to I didn't know that was coming. That caught me off guard too. One dollar in God's will is great wealth. Four million dollars outside of the will of God is misery unbelievable. Now we'll be back.
13: You can hear the roar, the roar of the Rockies, 1360 AM, KHNC,
10: Johnstown.
1: Returning Saturday, March 2nd to KHNC 1360 AM and every Saturday, March through October, it's the Gardening with Joy and Holly radio show, Saturday mornings, 11 to noon. It's the Gardening with Joan and Holly radio show, topic-focused, guests from across the country and answering your garden questions. Submit your questions now to Gardentalkradio at gmail.com or call 24-7 to 1-800-927-SHOW. That's every Saturday morning, 11 to noon, March through October,
4: Hey, honey, I've been looking all over for you. The radio says there's an emergency. What are you doing down here?
1: I heard that, too. So I'm down here checking our preps, making sure we got enough Rocky Mountain freeze-dry ice cream.
4: I hope we do. We need Rocky Mountain freeze-dry ice cream. It's so sweet and creamy, comes in all the flavors I love, and it's essential in an emergency.
14: Yeah, and it melts in your mouth. They have vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, and a lot of other exciting flavors. It needs no refrigeration, and it lasts for 25 years. But I can't find it anywhere. Mom,
7: Dad, I have something to tell you. I
0: ate all the Rocky
14: Mountain freeze-dry ice cream. Ah! No! Don't let this happen to your family. You need good snacks and treats for the moments that matter, especially when it's ice cream that doesn't melt. Go to RockyMountainFreezeDry.com and stock up on Rocky Mountain freeze-dry ice cream and candy today. Again, the website is RockyMountainFreezeDry.com.
3: I am free because I know that I alone am morally responsible for everything I do. I am free no matter what rules surround me. If I find them tolerable, I tolerate them. If I find them too obnoxious, I break them. I am free because I know that I alone am morally responsible for everything that I do. Robert A. Heinlein.
6: The views and opinions expressed on KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Excursion Broadcasting Network.
8: And welcome to the third hour of today's Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. Podcasts are on 1360khnc.com. My contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado eight zero five zero two. I finished the last hour by giving a testimony about a lawsuit where the attorneys figured I'd probably end up with about well the lawsuit they figure they were figuring they'd get between five to seven million and I'd end up with maybe four depending on if I got the seven I'd end up with four and a half roughly million. Two weeks about about actually it was about ten days before I had to have the paper signed to send back to the attorneys in Wheatland, Wyoming. The Lord told me don't pursue it, drop it, or it will cost me my marriage and my children. I called up the attorneys, told them that I wasn't going to pursue it. They had about a four minute visit, just they wanted me to hear them out it would be a quick we get we get settled very quickly but I told him I said I well I know I appreciate you taking the time but uh, and and getting all the paperwork done and the records that were needed but I have decided not to pursue it and uh, but I want to thank you very much I ended the call it was either maybe four and a half million dollars maybe five million or my wife and my children so it was a decision I had to make i made it family members were very unhappy and uh, people don't understand the ways of the Holy Spirit His ways are higher than our ways and I knew a young man in his early mid-twenties he just married a girl very wealthy man very wealthy millions this is back in 1970 1980 81 dollars but his wife didn't make sure that nobody was going to persuade or sway him To deviate from the established Presbyterian church they were attending and I could see the motive of the woman he married somebody that wasn't interested in his money right oh she wasn't interested in the money she just loved him she married him for the money right I'm sorry she married him because he's a wonderful guy he's handsome He's intelligent, he's educated. She married him because he's educated, he's handsome, he's in shape, right. You can't fool the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit told me the reason she married him and she's got her claws deep in him is because of his money. We can't be fooled nowadays. I would say to the young Christian people, male or female that have money you better sign a prenup because the person you're going to marry is not marrying you for the your, because you're handsome or you're beautiful because you're educated because you're a great person because you're in shape no money has a way of deceiving you sign a prenup and you'll find out right away if that person is truly in love with you because if that person isn't going to have access to what you own uh, they're gonna go find somebody else That's got wealth. Especially women. I'm telling you the truth. These are things that you don't talk about in society. The mothers nowadays, how they train the young, the mothers today, how they train the young women, their daughters, excuse me, their daughters, on how to, who to look for. If they don't have money, go to somebody else. Years ago lived in Anchorage Alaska and they have a uh, in Anchorage they have a, uh, a baseball team it's like the uh, it's a league where the team in Seattle it's a minor league and they find talent there in that that uh, summer league that they had in Anchorage And so you have all these young 20, 22 year old, 24 year old young men, great baseball players. They're almost pro. And the pros, it's a farm team. And I had a friend. She had a group, she and a group of about four or five girls, they were instigating and they went to. all those men on that baseball team, they were the target. They were targeting the potentials. She targeted a guy that was very good. She ended up marrying him, but he never did get called up. It was a sure thing. He was going to be called by the baseball team there in Seattle. But that's what these girls were doing. Targeting, to see which of these young men is going to have a a, back in those days a five million dollar contract with the baseball team in Seattle I don't even know what it is not the Seahawks I can't remember the name the but anyhow and so she marries a guy and it, it was a sure thing and something happened and he didn't go but this is the way it is now it also in reverse it happens with men also men start dating somebody the wife to be the family is very affluent never have to worry about a thing the rest of their lives this is the deceitfulness of riches riches this is the society that we live in But with we Christian people What is the Holy Spirit saying? Because He will tell you the truth. And if you take a different road that He wants you to be on, He can bring you back to the road you were to be on initially, but there are going to be some experiences that are going to be unpleasant. people want to be godly they say they want to be godly but then when the the order comes from the Lord do this don't do that it's a little more difficult I've, I've warned people young men that and a couple I think a couple of girls too they were going to marry and I would tell them uh, this is not going to work out and sure enough Two children later, in two examples, they came back to me and said, Well, you were right. It didn't work out. Because I could tell, in the examples of the two men, I could tell that the woman they were involved with was not that that there was an other another motive. An additional motive. But hindsight I would say this to young people this may not be the time for you to pursue a relationship and marry why would I say that because you read in Jeremiah, I think is 51. There is an individual that is coming that is going to break the relationship between the young man and the maid. He's going to destroy the young Christian marriages. He's going to separate you. He's going to destroy, he's going to separate the farmer from his flock. He's going to cause such disruption in the future that there's not gonna be any order and then should you marry and have children many don't know that now I don't know when this law goes into effect in a couple year or or two years the government basically is going to start educating your children from three years of age not five years not in kindergarten three years of age up until you're twenty 18 or 20. Do you want to bring children into this world when this government is planning to own your children? They already pretty much do, to indoctrinate your children. These are hard matters that the Christian people need to begin to consider. And the men in the pulpit that are godly are going to be the only men that are probably going to be able to address these matters. This, these matters won't be addressed in the new apostolic, ARC, Dominionist, Seven Mountains Mandate, Christianity. Because this people, this is the remnant of the deceived, and nothing in their thinking is going to affect them because they're going to control the society and the cities. They're going to put people in city government, mayors. Well, these people, this group, this remnant of the deceived, is why great persecution is coming to all of Christianity in America. The Lutheran churches Catholic churches Episcopalian Protestant etc 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 a remnant of the deceived that's just one remnant then you have in the other mainline churches the remnant of the sodomite Sodom and Gomorrah crowd then in another segment of evangelical or Christianity in America you have the spirit of Egypt idolatry so in all segments of Christianity in in, in America Satan has brought in great deception but let let me just tell you There is that residue of godly, faithful believers. Just like in the story I started in the first hour, Deuteronomy 32, Moses' last address to the children of Israel before they left the wilderness to cross over the Jordan to occupy the land that God had given them. Moses was telling them, that uh, you have been an unruly people you didn't trust the rock of your salvation but God said there was Jacob and Jacob had no foreign God before him and God circled Jacob like a eagle around a nest because God had a plan with Jacob with each of us if you want the favor of God and if you want the Eagle flying around you then the Eagle you have to learn the ways of God you have to learn the ways of the Holy Spirit every day the Holy Spirit is speaking to you every day in every whatever it is you're doing there's an opportunity to just ask the Lord what direction do I go if you are if you're you're stumped on something ask the Lord for his help I have examples I can give I needed the Lord's help when I was pursuing that five to seven million dollar lawsuit but God was faithful to me to tell me you pursue it you're gonna lose your wife and your children you're gonna divorce you can't handle money it's too much it'll destroy you that's what I say to most people you think you can handle money I'm not so sure you can and if you look at what the scripture says And the Bible says more about money than anything else, about life or death. It says more about money. And God cannot put great wealth in the hands of billions of people because it will destroy them. It's like nitroglycerin very sensitive, volatile, extremely dangerous. But here, all the new apostolic reform, name it and claim it crowd, it's about money. It's about getting a return for whatever you sow into a ministry or into another man's ministry or into the spirit of a ministry. No. You may get the million dollars, but I'll tell you what, it's going to be taken from you, or the ten million because there's a servant that God is sending to rob all of the Christian people of their wealth call he's called the son of perdition all of the Christian wealth Catholics Lutherans doesn't matter all the wealth of the seven lampstands of God in America is going to be taken the land of the Catholic Church all the lands all the properties of the Catholic Church are going to be taken all the property and land and buildings of the Lutheran Church are going to be taken all the Christian bank accounts all the wealth of the million the the Christian millionaires millionaires that have fifty thousand dollars is going to be taken because christians don't know the bible they don't understand and they cannot speak about what i'm saying they can't speak to this matter there's going to come a day that everything that i own i'll have nothing except my relationship with the lord and and hopefully my life hopefully i'll have i'll be able to continue to breathe and god may Tell me which direction to go to dodge all of the landmines. But in the meantime, I know what God's will and what I'm to speak to God's children. Whether they understand it or not, whether they like it or not, offend it or not, it's irrelevant. To the people in the New Apostolic Reform group here in northern Colorado, there's no hope for you everything that you're working for is futile there's not going to be any return i should tell you what is going to happen to you i've talked about it before i'm i'm going to i'm going to go ahead i've got to do it i'm just going to go ahead because i don't i'm not doing this to offend you I'm doing this because you need to know what God is speaking to this group of people. It's right here in code, but in the clear, in the open, in John chapter 15. You see, there are God's people. They are to do two things. Number one, they're to grow, and number two, they're to work. Well, when you decide that you enjoy working more than growing spiritually, then you become lopsided. And those that want to work become fruitless. John 15, I am the true vine. My father is the vineyard keeper. He removes... Any of my branches, my branches, these are Christian people. Any of my branches that don't produce fruit. He trims any branch that produces fruit so that it produces even more fruit. So if you are producing fruit, you're going to get afflicted. You're going to be punished. You're going to be afflicted. You're going to be cut. You're going to be pressed. You're going to be pushed because you're going to bear more fruit. This is the principle of life with Christ. Oh, everything is going to be fine and I'm never going to suffer. Well, God will bring affliction to you so that you can begin, you can bring forth more fruit, more glory for God. You are already trimmed because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, remain in me, stay in me, reside in me, and I will reside, remain, abide in you. So don't leave. Stay right where you are. <clears throat> tabernacle in me, all tabernacle in you. A branch cannot produce fruit by itself, on its own, solo. But it must remain in the vine. It must continue to be tapped in to the vine. And who is the vine? Jesus Christ. You must remain in the vine. Likewise, you cannot produce fruit unless you remain, abide, stay in me. Verse 5 I am the vine. You are branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, then you will produce much fruit. Without me, you can't do anything. So the abiding in the vine produces glory. And that glory, people see, and they come to Christ. Verse 6. If you don't remain in me, you will be like a branch that is thrown out, out, dried up, that is cut off. The branches that don't bear fruit, there's no need for them. They're cut off. They dry up. Then those branches are gathered up. They're thrown into fire and burned. What is this these are God's children what does this mean they're thrown out they're dried they're dried up they're gathered up they're thrown into fire they're burned these are God's children these are his people what's this mystery the word fire here means tribulation extreme pressing, hardship, stress, persecution, they are thrown into fire, meaning the tribulation that is to come. And then, they will also end up going into if they're still alive great tribulation if you remain in me and my words remain in you ask for whatever you want it will be given done it will be done for you these people are asking that God give them the world that's not going to happen God is not going to give them the world God is going to give them tribulation Don't forget what I'm saying. I'm going to be back to continue with the final 30 minutes in a second.
15: Love AM 1360 and the uncensored radio you get to listen to every day? KHNC has launched a listener sponsorship fundraiser to raise the money needed to replace our old failing transmitter. Your generous donation will help make this much-needed upgrade happen so you and future generations can continue to hear the uncensored truth for decades to come. By donating and becoming a KHNC sponsor, you will receive the new AM1360 t-shirt, a bumper sticker, and the new limited edition one ounce pure silver KHNC coin. Also for being part of this exclusive group, you will receive the monthly KHNC newsletter. The sponsorship package requires a minimum donation of $100, although donations of any amount will be greatly appreciated. You can help us purchase the new transmitter by going to 1360KHNC.com and clicking the Donation tab at the top of the page. Again, that's 1360KHNC.com and click the Donation tab. Thank you.
1: Hello, everybody in Northern Colorado. You're all looking good. I knew you would.
13: (laughs) Keep listening to AM 1360, The Roar of the Rockies, the best station ever.
16: I am your Colorado real estate specialist, farmland, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way. Over the years, my clients have told me just that fact alone separates us from others in the industry. If you are considering buying or selling real estate, call me, James Morgan, at 720 203 or visit my website at Colorado Properties. online. No catchy slogan just a client first honest real estate experience hit it girls
11: keep listening to the american freedom network
16: if you're not
13: listening to swamp fight you're just not listening join us here in the swamp wednesdays at 5 p.m and saturdays and sundays at 12 noon right here on am 1360
7: Center And turn, to And they time to every purpose Under heaven A time to build up A time to break down A time to dance A time to mourn A time to cast away stones A time to gather stones too Do
8: everything, turn, 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 turn. Okay, the final 30 minutes of today's program the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church program. Podcast 1360 KHNC uh, to the Olive Tree site. During the week, I host the Present Truth program Monday through Friday, 2 to 3. Podcasts are also on that site. We do have other hosts, and in the podcast section, you'll find the other hosts and their programs. My contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado 80502. P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado 80502. So, Christians take. John 15 lightly. I don't. Because I know the consequences of people who don't abide in the vine. Tribulation is coming. And this is what Christ is saying. During this coming, coming tribulation, these branches that refuse to abide in the vine are going to be cut off and they're going to be gathered of men and they're going to be thrown into the fires of persecution i know that uh that they, they think well this is just talking about no this is talking about a principle that if you don't abide in the vine if you're not bearing fruit then you have no use well we're God's children you're going to be eternally fine God's children once they are truly born again and the Holy Spirit lives in you eternally you will be with Christ but it doesn't mean you're going to, not going to suffer in this time and it doesn't mean you're going to suffer when the millennial kingdom comes and we have the great banquet with Christ a great banquet where Christ is going to serve us and sit with us and visit with us. Many Christians will not be in that banquet, awards banquet, awards ceremony. Many Christians won't be there because they didn't dress their clothes, they didn't clean up the spots and wrinkles on their garments. They won't be at the awards banquet, they're going to be outside knocking on the door, pleading, let us in, let us in. And Christ is going to let them sit outside for a thousand years. Then at the end of the thousand years when the wedding banquet is over, then they will be with everyone in eternity. If you don't remain in me, you will be like a branch that is thrown up, out and dried up. And that means just with Christians that don't bear fruit in their lifetime, eventually they basically get the heat of life and the heat of life is hard on them and the heat and the hardships of life take their toll on them. But now we're moving, we're going to go into um, tribulation and this tribulation that's coming there is again an individual that is going to take everything we have and the authority that these people think they have to bind fallen angels and to take over territories of the country they're going to be very disappointed doctrine of demons If you remain in me, my words remain in you. Ask whatever you will, what you want, it will be done for you. My Father is glorified when you produce much fruit, and in this way you prove that you are my disciples. Now, these people think they can just pray for whatever, and it's going to be given to them. No. Only those who are abiding in the will of God, who are tabernacling with the Holy Spirit, Whatever they ask is going to be not for self, not for the flesh, not for the pride of life, but for God and his kingdom. Their prayers will be answered. Now I have to go back to and try to finish Deuteronomy 32. God made Israel glide over the highlands and fed him with food from the fields, nursed him with honey from a boulder, with oil from a hard rock, curds from the herd, milk from the flock, along with the best of lambs, rams of Bashan. He goes also along with the finest wheat, and for drink wine from the juiciest grapes. Jacob ate until he was stuffed. Jeshurun, Jeshurun got fat, then rebellious. This is what happens when we become too affluent, when all of a sudden we become fat with the things of the world. Then we become rebellious. It was you who got fat, thick, stubborn. Jeshurun gave up on God, on the God who made him, through the rock of his salvation, though the rock thought the rock of his salvation was worthless they made God jealous with strange gods aggravated him with the detestable things this is American Christianity American Christianity making mad making God mad with detestable things new gods only recently on the scene deities of which they had no knowledge they sacrificed to demons Not to God. Ones about which your ancestors had never heard. You deserted the rock that sired you. You forgot the God who gave birth to you. The Lord saw this and rejected out of aggravation his sons and his daughters. Now this was talking about the children of Israel. And Moses is telling them, this was your past. And it will be your future. Israel is in, in the process right now of becoming very, very victorious in the Psalm 83 war. But after this war is over, down the road, Israel is going to decide that they don't want to fight to keep their land. They want someone else to protect them. And they're going to sign an agreement with an individual who will promise them many things and make a covenant with them? Three and a half years later, he will break that covenant, and then he will declare himself to be God from their temple. And then the children of Israel will re, re, uh, realize we have made a treaty with death and hell, and now we're, we're going to be punished. the Christian people in America of all these seven lampstands are trying to make a treaty with death and hell also by believing that in this new apostolic reform arc, ARC seven mountain mandate dominionist Doctrine that we're going to maybe be able to take over this country, take it back for God? Wrong. You are going to aggravate the forces of darkness. This is Satan's kingdom. Satan has a right to build his kingdom. If you try to interfere with it before Christ returns to destroy it, Then, what's going to happen is uh, you're going to be the target of the wrath of man, the wrath of an antichrist society. It's too late. Too late. Can't turn it around. It's too late. The only hope now is for the believers daily to learn how to follow the anointing, the Holy Spirit. It's not hard; it just takes practice. And and by faith, you have to believe that God is speaking to you. And when you sense something, just ask the Lord. Lord, is this you? Confirm it's you. Let the Lord direct you. The Lord will direct you into the place where it is that is safe. You might say a, a field full of mines. You don't know where to step. He'll direct you around the mines and get you out of that minefield, get you to a safe place. Then God says, then Moses said to the children of Israel, the Lord saw this and rejected out of aggravation his sons and his daughters. He did this with Israel. He's going to do this with a big portion of the body of true believers in his family verse 20 he said i'm going to hide my face from them i will see what becomes of them they are con- they are a confused generation they are children lacking loyalty they provoke me with no gods these demons and idolatry the demons behind the idols in a, in a american Evangelical Christianity are no gods. They're no gods. They're, they're spirits, they have power, but they're not gods. They aggravated me with their pieces of junk. So I'm going to provoke them with no people. In other words, no people means God is going to bring the nations uh, uh, to attack Israel. And here in America, with the Christian people, God is going to bring the people of the society to attack the Christian people. I'm going to provoke them with parentheses no people. I'm going to aggravate them with the nation of fools. We're going to be aggravated with the nation of fools. The fools say in their heart there is no God verse 22 a fire burns in me it will blaze to the depths of the grave it will destroy the land and its crops it will blacken the base of the mountains I'll throw them disaster after disaster I will destroy them with my arrows this happened after Israel became a nation after Israel became a nation This happened. They'd go into captivity. They'd have famine. They would have hardship. They'd return to God. They'd leave God, return to God, leave God. They left God 2,000 years ago. Blindness is on them to this point. They've returned to God after Israel became a nation. They're going to leave Him one more time. And God is going to punish them severely for making a treaty with death and hell there will be a treaty that has never been signed like this ever in Israel's nation and we in evangelical christianity have made a treaty also we believe that we can befriend <clears throat> befriend this foolish society we're going to be able to work with the people of this country in political in the political world deception i'm watching the the coming punishment and it's a righteous punishment it's a just punishment god is going to protect the people that will run to him stay close to him it's a daily education. God will keep you as you abide in Him. Stay close to Him. Pray and ask Him to help you to know His Spirit. As you do that, He will be there to help you. He will teach you. He will keep you from the traps. This is coming upon the whole all of the family of God in America, regardless of what lampstand you're a member of. I'm going to bring devastating hunger, consuming plague, bitter sickness. I'll send animals with fangs with after them. Venom from dust crawlers too. Venom from dust Dust crawlers, too. And the COVID was venoms from snakes and poisonous creatures in the sea, Gila monsters. It's in the Bible. God has sent to the world a plague that has snake venom and poisons from other creatures in it. This is what the virus was or, or COVID. It wasn't a virus. It was poison. But then they brought in the second half of the sword, the, the, the second the uh, weapon, vaccinations. They're going to bring more. But the holy spirit will counsel us on what we shouldn't do outside in <clears throat> excuse me outside in the streets the sword will be reeved inside the safest room there will be terror for young men and women nursing baby and senior citizens i thought about it i could have struck them down erase them from human memory, but their enemies raged concerning me, their opponents might misunderstand. They might say, Our strong hands, not the Lord's, did this. Because they are not a thoughtful nation, they lack any insight. If they had any vision, any wisdom, they would have understood this. They would discern what will become of them. How could one person chase off a thousand in battle? How could two people make 10,000 flee for their lives? Only because of the rock. Only because the rock sold them off. Only because the Lord handed them over. But no, their rocks can't compare to our rock. So Moses now comes back and he paints the picture of how fallen apostate Israel can, would be, but they would come back. But no, their rocks can't compare to our rock. Our enemies are completely stupid. Their roots run straight from Sodom, their fields from Gomorrah. Their grapes are pure poison, their grape clusters nothing but bitter. Their wine is snake poison, venom from a cool, cruel, cruel cobra. Don't I have this stored up, sealed in my vaults? Revenge is in my domain so is punishment in kind. At the exact moment, their step slips, because the day of their destruction is just around the corner. Their final destiny is speeding on its way. But the Lord will acquit His people. Eventually, we will be acquitted when we are raised, resurrected out of this out of time. Once the body of Christ, the true born again people are resurrected the church age is over. There is no longer a Christian world. It is the the, uh, time sensitive clock that began 2,000 years ago Is done now Israel will resume her place in history Israel has been absent to a great degree for the last 2,000 years Israel will is beginning to once again blossom but Israel when Messiah returns the nations will be given into the hands of Israel People hate that thought too bad to what the Bible says the Lord will acquit his people will have compassion on those who serve him once he sees that their strength is all gone that both prisoners and free people are wiped out the Lord will ask where are their gods during the time of Antichrist the American Christians Christians internationally they will have no, for, no gods before them. They will realize there's only one rock, only one God. They will return to God. That's what the hardship will do. God causes all things to work together for good to those that love God, to those that are called according to His purpose. The Lord will ask, where are their gods, the rocks that they trusted in, Who ate up the fat of their sacrifice, who drank their sacred vine. They should stand up and help you. They should protect you. Look, here, I myself, I'm the one. There are no gods, there are no other gods with me. I am the one who deals death, who deals death and gives life. I'm the one who wounds, but now I will heal. There's no escaping my hand but now I'm lifting up my hand to heaven I swear by my own eternity when I sharpen my blazing sword and my hand grabs hold of justice I'll pay back my enemies I'll punish in kind everyone who hates me I'll make my arrows drink much blood while my sword devours flesh the blood of the dead and captured flowing from the heads of the enemy's generals heavens rejoice with God all you gods now bow to the Lord <clears throat> he will his, he will avenge his children children's blood he will pay back his enemies he will punish in kind those who hate him he will clean cleanse his people's land so Moses came reached recited the words of the poem in everyone's hearing Joshua nuns son joined him when Moses finished speaking all these words to Israel he told them, set your mind on all these words. I'm testifying against you right now because you must command your children to perform carefully all the words of this instruction. There is no trivial matter for you. Trivial matter for you. This is your very life. It is by it is by this means alone that you will prolong your life on the fertile land you are crossing the Jordan River to possess so we also need the rock of our salvation because we are going to craft across a valley or cross a period of time we're in that period called the birth pains but soon we're going to have to cross our own Red Sea or our our River Jordan we're going to have to cross we Christians in in all of the family of God in America we're going to have to cross a seven year period of time known as tribulation and great tribulation we're not going to be taken out of the world We're going to remain in the world. And I'm done for today. God bless this audience. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God keep you. God help you. May God teach you His Holy Spirit. May you walk with Him, abide in Him every day. I will be back next Sunday, 9 to noon. This is Rick Rodriguez. God bless you. You have a wonderful, wonderful week. Let's visit next week.
13: You can hear the roar.
7: The roar of the Rockies. 1360 AM, KHNC.